Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford, Woking and Aldershot in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Well, good morning, Emmaus. I do hope that this morning you are well and your family is well. I hope you've got all your Christmas presents sorted and uh, you are all having a wonderful time of the year getting all ready and geared up for Christmas. Um, Well, this morning I have the awesome privilege of doing a talk on on joy and um, yeah, I hope that God will talk to you today somehow or there is a word in there for you. So without any waste of time, let us just go straight right into the word. We're going to read a couple of verses which I feel that there's something there that God might want to say to us all this morning. So Buckle up and join me, and it's going to be a fairly short one this morning, so bear with me. I'm going to read a couple of verses um, in the book of Luke. So we're going to read from uh, Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read from, I'm going to read from verse 7. Sorry, I'm going to read from verse 8. It says, both of them were righteous. This is Zachariah and Elizabeth. It says, both of, both of them were, right, were righteous in the sight of the Lord, observing all of the Lord's commands and, and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. And I'm going to read verse 13. It says, but the angel of the Lord said to him, this is Zachariah. It says, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of of the Lord. Now we're going to skip. We're going to skip to verse number twenty-eight, and this is where uh, this is just really the story of Mary. This is where the, we're going to start. Where the angel goes to Mary, it says the angel went to her, Mary, and said, "Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you." Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor." with God. And I'm going to skip to chapter 2 and I'm going to read from chapter 2 of Luke. I'm going to read verse 8 and it reads as follows. It says, and there were shepherds living out living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. As the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will, bring, that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, I am really fascinated by uh, what really fascinates me about these two stories we have read, especially the characters which we've read about. We've read the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth when they were just about to give birth. And then we also read the story of Mary when the angel comes to her to say, Mary, one who is highly favored by the Lord. Mary was about to give birth to Jesus. And we also read the story of the shepherd where the angel Gabriel goes to them and then he tells them that a baby boy, the savior of the world, was going to be born in the town of David and he was the Messiah. He was going to be the savior of the world. And the Bible calls this this good news a message of great joy. Now, 
I am really fascinated by where the good news of the birth of Jesus finds this character. Well, in the case of Zachariah and Elizabeth, it's more like the good news of the story of their son, uh, John, who was going to be born to them after, who, um, after many years of trying and praying to have a baby where they were so old and they, they had lost all hope. And the good news of Jesus finds, uh, and the good news of, of the fact that they're going to have a son, it finds them at the time in their lives where they have lost all hope, where they had prayed for so long without any answer. And this is where the good news find them. The good news find them in the worst moment of their lives, of having been looking for something for so years and not having found them. So you can imagine what it must have been like to be finally told that the thing that they had been praying for the most was going to be answered. But I'm also, I'm also struck by... Zacharias' response to all of this when he hears that finally the thing that he has been praying for for so many years is going to be answered. At the moment where he had given hope, at the moment where he was so hopeless and full of doubt, he asks, he says, how is this possible? How can, how can this happen? How can I and Elizabeth have kids whilst we are so old? And the, new, and the good news of having a child after trying for so long, it finds them at the worst moment in their lives. It is a moment where they are not particularly joyful or full of joy or celebrating. And then the second one is Mary. When the angel Gabriel goes to Mary and he and says to Mary, Oh, you one who is highly favored. It's quite surprising because of the good news of the good news of the birth of Jesus, the good news that will bring great joy to the world. It finds her as a teenager, maybe unsure of herself, maybe uncertain about who she was. And and it's amazing that that's where the good news of great joy finds her. And number two, this is another person in the story who the good news find in the moment in their lives where they are perhaps not sure of themselves, perhaps maybe a little bit confused. I mean, let's not, let's not forget that after all, this is a teenager. And then Mary asks the angel Gabriel a really interesting question, which I find fascinating. After the angel greets her in a way that affirms her, after the angel greets her in a way that reassures her, Mary asks the angel, he says, what kind of question, what kind, what kind of a greeting is this? What kind of a greeting is this? This tells me that Mary had some, um, maybe Mary had some insecurities there. She was concerned, she was shocked, she was startled by the announcement of the angels and the good news of joy finds her in a moment in her life where perhaps she's not prepared for and perhaps she's probably not so joyful because as a teenager that kind of news will be shocking to to anybody and this is where the good news finds her and the second and the third people we are reading about who who are found who find the good news is that they find the good is the shepherds the shepherds they find the good news when they are when they are at the moment in their lives where they are being regarded as outcasts, where they are being regarded as nobody, where they are being disregarded. And this is where the good news of great joy finds them. It finds all these three characters, the good news find them in the moments in their lives where they don't particularly feel joyful. Um, <clears throat> I wonder where does the good news of great joy find you this morning. I wonder in what state does this good news find you? I don't know what kind of year you've had. You have probably 
you know, I don't know what kind of year you've had. Maybe there's been mountains that you've had to climb. Maybe there's been valleys that you have had to walk, to walk through, especially with the events of the last uh, few months, the last 18 months or the last uh, just over a year or so. Um, they have been very difficult. I wonder where in that space does the good news of joy find you? How does that find you? And then what kind of feelings that those invoke? You're probably, maybe the good news find you in your season where you don't particularly feel very joyful when you think about the events of the last few months. Or maybe there's things that you think about that has happened in your life that caused you not so much joy, but they caused you so much pain. And in this season of joy, in this moment of joy, of Christmas, where we remember word becoming flesh, where we remember Jesus taking on the human form to come and die for us. Maybe this is not particularly a moment of joy for you, but I want to remind you this. I want you to notice that when... Um, when Zachariah and Elizabeth found the good news, they were not particularly in the moment of great joy. They have been in the moment of waiting. They have been in the moment probably even of despair. And this is where the good news finds them. You look at Mary. Mary, when she finds the good news, she's unsure of herself. Even though the greeting is affirming and reassuring of her, she's very unsure about this. And this is the state in which the good news of great joy find her. And you look at the shepherds when they find the message of the good news that the Messiah was to be born in the town of David. They find this message as the outcasts. They find this message as being bruised by some of the words that were probably used by the members of the community to which they belong to. But you know the shepherds because of they used to live on the outskirts. They were not really welcomed in the community. They probably even smelled like the sheep that they used to look after. They probably just came back into town every so often and they didn't really mingle with the people because of the people knew what their profession was. And we know from history that the profession to which they belonged to, it was not regarded quite as important, and therefore they were not regard, they were not regarded as important. But they, but the good news of Jesus finds them exactly where they are, disregarded, not considered, and looked down upon. Where does the good news of great joy find you this morning? I just want to say this: wherever the great news of joy finds you today, whatever pain the the great news of jesus find you today however bruised your heart is when the good news of jesus find you today maybe you don't particularly feel joyful i want you to know this the reason why we celebrate that this time of the year the reason why we call this the time of joy it is because of it reminds us of a time when word became flesh and he dwelt amongst men it is basically jesus comes and he meets people he meets people at their moment of brokenness the reason why we celebrate is because of Jesus, the baby that so we see depicted everywhere at this time of the year, is because of he comes into the world and he meets us in our brokenness. He be, it was word becoming flesh to meet us at our west, to meet us at our pain, to meet us at our bruised. And I want you to know this. If you don't feel particularly joyful this morning, I want you to know that our joy is found in knowing that word became flesh, that Jesus was born, that the 
child that was given unto us, he was given unto us to meet us in our brokenness, to meet us in our uncertainty, to meet us in our unsureness of ourselves. That's where that's what Jesus was born into, and that's where our joy lies. It is easy, I find, that it is sometimes easy to forget that in this bustling, hustling, busy season of Christmas where we are so occupied with so many things, it is easy to forget that the reason for this season it is because of Jesus came to meet us in our brokenness and to give us joy and that is where our joy lies just to finish off a, this very short sermon in South Africa where I grew up from the uh, the ladies of the church that I grew up I grew up from we used to call them the big mamas they were not so as theological as some of us are these days but they found creative way of trying to explain Jesus to us in a way that made sense and and they used to say this they used to say to us you see kids there's a difference between happiness and joy they used to say happiness depends on what is happening around you but you have to understand that joy does not depend on what is happening around you but joy depends on Jesus joy depends on Jesus CS Lewis says this about about joy he says joy is a serious business of heaven and Christmas is a, is a reminder of how seriously God takes that joy because of it is this season that reminds us that God gave his only begotten son to come and die for us and to give us hope so in this time in this time of joy I pray that you would find joy I pray that this would be a reminder for you that but this is a time of celebration to celebrate Jesus taking on a human form to celebrate Jesus becoming a baby to come and meet us in our brokenness and for me that is where my joy lies I pray for joy over this time and I just want to read and finish with the scripture in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 13 and I hope this would be something you would just listen to with your family maybe close your eyes with your family maybe hold hands with your family because of this is a verse I feel I need to read over you as we continue to go through this time towards Christmas it's in Romans chapter 15 verse 13 and it reads as follows I'm going to read this over you and your families May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let this be a time of great joy because of it is in that we are reminded that Jesus came to meet us in our brokenness and to give us the serious business of heaven which is joy merry christmas and a happy new year i hope you all have a fantastic time god bless you